You're listening to the MVP Real Estate and Mortgage Report. The views and opinions shared on this program don't necessarily reflect those of Citywide Home Loans. Citywide Home Loans, LLC, NMLS 67180. David Hosterman, NMLS 220562. Jonathan Edwards, NMLS 671258. Equal housing lender. Regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Call for additional cost information. Program qualifications and offerings are subject to change at any time. Not all that apply will qualify. Other restrictions may apply. And welcome to the MVP Real Estate and Mortgage Report. I'm Jonathan Edwards with Citywide Home Loans. In the studio this morning, we have our MVP guest host, Mark Eibner. This is the show that brings you today's most relevant real estate insights and experiences from the industry's most dedicated players. Mark, welcome back to the show. Great to be here again, John. Thanks for joining me, Mark. Today, we find ourselves in a different but not altogether uncommon real estate market. Things have slowed down, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. Today, we are going to talk about what agents like Mark with decades of experience are talking about with their buyers and sellers and why now is still a great time to buy or sell your home. And stay tuned for a triple play of Denver's hottest listings. A quick yellow card warning that Citywide Home Loans and Metro Brokers Realty Oasis are not affiliated entities. Listeners are not required to use either participant to work with the other participant. All right, Mark, you've been on the show before, but for our listeners that don't know who Mark Eibner is with Realty Oasis, tell us a little bit about yourself. How long have you lived in Colorado? I've been in Colorado about 39 years, pushing on 40 years. Jeez, almost my entire life. Correct. Dude. I've lived here longer than I've been basically in any any single point of my life. And and how about real estate? You've been doing real estate the whole time? About thirty seven years, going on thirty eight years. Yep. Yeah. So I, I love your website and your email, Mark, as you talk about what you've been through over those thirty seven years. Uh yeah. just from an economic standpoint, tell us a little bit about that. What have you seen over thirty seven years in real estate? Well, you know, we got back in the eighties, the oil plunge, HUD VA foreclosures every street. I mean, people don't realize how bad it really was back in the eighties. Uh Silverado Bank, all that debacle, nine one one, dot com bust. <laughs> you know, the Great Recession, right? I mean, all that stuff. Uh, those are all basically seven-year cycles, seven-year up, seven-year down. Um, but that's really what this the industry is. You know, I think it's, in, in the housing standpoint, uh, in the, at least the last 40 years, we've seen that you can make money in real estate and you can lose money too. Absolutely. And I, I think probably the long-term goal for real estate, having been in it as long as you have, do you have many clients that you helped purchase homes back in the uh, in the 80s or even the 90s for that matter that are that are upset that they made that decision today? No, not back, not from back in those days. Uh, because the long-term play yeah. allows for, theoretically, appreciation. But it, I think in some cases you have to be patient. You have to allow for that to happen. Um, and sometimes you're just simply not going to time it right. But for the most part, it seems like if you're purchasing a home somewhere along the line, as long as people want to continue to move here to Colorado, it should be a decent investment for them. Yep. No, it's it's true. How did you and your team respond to major movements in the marketplace? And I think that's really more specific to to what we're seeing right now. Um, a couple of years ago was one of the – I, I mean, you've been doing this for 40 years. I've been doing it for 12. Certainly, 
it's it was about as crazy as is anything I've seen in the market. I I would think you would agree. What are some things you guys are doing now with your team to sort of make that adjustment? Things have slowed down. Would you agree with that? Oh yeah, you have to do everything possible. Uh, you got to keep your m- numbers. What's really happening in the market and anything and everything to say somewhat optimistic and positive uh, in the market right now. Yep. Um, so tell us a little bit about some of the services you provide at Realty Oasis because you've got you've got a great operation going over there, Mark. It's not just real estate specifically, although you're helping a lot of people buy and sell homes. What else are you guys doing over there to help your clients? Well, we've got a uh, big transaction. You know, transaction management is a big part of our company. We've got a couple good transaction managers, Tina and Alex. Uh, we've also got concierge service. So concierge service takes all care of everything from our newsletters, social media, uh, anything and everything that needs to be printed or caught up on or odd jobs. Um, we've also got a marketing company takes care of all the virtual tours, um, 360 tours, photo uploads to all MLS and all different internet sites. So we've pretty much got uh, everything that you can't do the best other people are doing. So that's my thing is if you can't do it better than them, don't do it. Hire someone to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Makes sense. And then are you guys specializing in anything in particular? I know we've done some interesting uh, transactions with your team over the years. What are some of the areas that you're focusing in? Well, I mean, we're strictly residential, but we do work the whole front range. Um, Basically, we work from really kind of sterling all the way down to uh, (laughs) Buena Vista, you know, dang. The New Mexican border. I mean, it's mostly west of I-25 seems to be come, coming into play. You've done quite a bit down in, in the Pueblo area as well. Yeah, Pueblo, Walsenburg. A lot of people are buying land right now. That's that's a big thing, just paying cash for land, trying to get their money out of the bank. And you've got a great website, that Colorado Horse Property website. So you guys are doing a fair amount with clients looking to buy or sell horse properties. Yeah, I mean, Colorado Horse Properties is really more than – you know, I think Colorado horse property just represents what people are really looking for right now, which is no HOAs, lower taxes, freedom to do whatever they want on their land, and more land and some distance between their neighbors. Yeah, absolutely. Rural. You know, yeah. I think you do a fair amount of that rural stuff, and I know you well enough to know, Mark, that you're not afraid to go meet a client out at a, <laughs> at a property kind of in the middle of nowhere to go check it out with them and see if it's the right property. That's right. You've been we're, known to driveways to show a property. In Can- I'm in with a client tomorrow in Canyon, Canyon City, looking at, you know, roughly 1,500 acres. Uh, so that's just down in Canyon City, which is really not – I don't even consider that that far of a drive anymore, going to Canyon City. Yeah, that's not too bad, right? Down to Colorado Springs and then head west for a little while. Yep. It's not too bad. All right, Mark. Well, thanks so much for the information telling us about you and your team there, Realty Oasis with Metro Brokers. Uh, before we get started, let's talk about what we're seeing in the market right now. First, discuss uh, where what where we are and what we're seeing. What We talked earlier and we said, you know, the market has slowed down. Maybe our audience doesn't exactly know what that means. For you and I, we've sort of got our, our boots on the ground, so to speak, so we have a pretty good pulse on it. But when you say the market slowed down, what do you mean by that? Well, I mean, just days on market and inventory, despite having, you know, we have a, we have a higher inventory, let's just say, uh, than we did pre, pre-COVID and all that, but your days on market are much longer right now. Uh, 
I heard a stat: twenty six days last year, thirty this year. Does that sound about right? Or this? Yeah, month? I mean that's in the ballpark. If you throw everything together, there's going to be some properties where, you know, things went from uh, seventeen days or fourteen days on the market to literally thirty to ninety days on the yeah. market. Now. Yeah, yeah, and that makes sense. So you've been doing this a long time, Mark. Uh, what do you think a good average time period is for an average home to sit on the market in in a good marketplace? Well, they consider, I don't know who made up these numbers, but they consider 180 days on the market to be an equal market, equal for buyers and equal for sellers. So many of our many of our sellers, have never they can't even imagine, especially people right. who have bought in the last, <laughs> what, five, ten years, like 180 days on the market. But uh, I'll tell you about times when homes were on the market for uh, – Two years. Yeah. Yep. And uh, I'm from upstate New York in the Syracuse area, and I know the market there is is quite a bit different where here in the Denver area, anywhere in Colorado, really, you've got demand and people want to move here and they want to be a part of the environment and what's going on. Where I'm from in upstate New York, you sort of have the opposite of that. You've got a lot of uh, college graduates that are moving out, not so many people moving there. So they're a little bit more of a depressed market um, so even though things are sitting on the market for longer than we'd like them to here, there's certainly parts of the country that are sitting on the market much longer than anyone would like to see them sit. So hopefully we don't get that bad. Um, 180 days seems like a lifetime right now for yeah, a house I mean, to but be that's listed. Getting, but, <laughs> you know, if you go back to, you know, the recessionary, I mean, if you go back to what, 2007, 2008 through 10, is very, I mean, we had 25,000 listings for sale during that. Jeez. And it was not uncommon wow. to, you know, show people 30, 40 homes. Yeah. And uh, that wasn't uncommon. To, definitely you were on the market for six months, some people for a year. Some homes never sold. Yeah. How about that? They never That's sold. That's crazy. Yeah. So what we saw two, three years ago was that people would basically, like you as an agent would come up with comps and, and a value that you would recommend to your sellers. And it seemed as though a lot of sellers felt like, no, we think it's worth more than that because my neighbor down the street did something or uh, let's see if we can get more out of it just because of how crazy the market is. We saw homes that were you know selling for 10, 20, in some cases more than that percent over the list price. That's certainly not the case today, um, but what are you seeing in terms of values, and how important is it to price your home right when you list it and go to sell that property? Yeah, right now it's like it's extremely, extremely important to be on the money or even the leading the market, uh, let's just say, on a downward trend. You've got to be. There's just there's stuff that's sitting out there. Uh, my number one thing right now I'm seeing is just – Returns to market on the MLS systems and price reductions. So that's that's a big thing right now instead of just pricing it where it probably should be. I mean, keep in mind that prices from pre-COVID are most people have made two to $300,000. I mean, you know, how much is enough, enough right? Yeah, uh, right. You, so th- there's room in there. If people need to sell right now and that's, and that's their agenda, then I think it's really important to price it right and get, get under contract. Yep. You said going back on the market as well. And, and those are the kinds of things that, you know, as sellers can kind of drive you nuts. You get under contract a week or two goes by, maybe three, and then the buyer's back out. And now you got to go back on the market for whatever the case might be. Um, so those are the kinds of things you want to kind of think about up front is how can we make the house as attractive as possible? So people want to put an offer on it and they want to get to the closing table without backing out on it. Exactly. 
All right. What about seller concessions? If you're not familiar with that in our audience, seller concessions are where the sellers will contribute or give a credit to the buyer to use towards their uh, closing costs and prepaid items. Are you seeing more in the way of seller concessions right now? Almost, I'm going to say every other deal. And that's another thing people don't realize. New home sales are highly based on buy downs, big time. I mean, you're seeing the new, you know, the sellers. The sellers that are builders can pay the ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollar buy downs, and you don't really see that in our normal market. But I mean, just just had a property that we put under contractor the other day, ten thousand dollars in concessions for a two one buy down. Yep. So it's very common. Yeah, and we're seeing that on our end as well with uh with a lot of our buyers. A lot of our buyers are coming to us with contracts, or or even before they go and put an offer on a property, we're talking to them about the possibility of seller concessions and what that can do for you. Mark just mentioned a temporary buy-down, which is where uh, you're going to use funds from the seller, in some cases from the lender, but most of the time we're seeing from the seller, where you're going to use that credit to do, in this case, a 2-1 buy-down. There's several different types of temporary buy-downs, but a 2-1 buy-down will lower the interest rate in year one by 2%. The interest rate in year two by one percent, and then you'll have that thirty-year rate in years three through thirty. But it's a nice way for buyers to kind of ease into their monthly payment by having that lower payment um, for year one, that lower payment for year two, and they don't have to pay for that difference. Uh, we've seen other clients that are trying to max out seller concessions as much as possible and using all those funds to buy down the rate on their 30-year fixed-rate mortgage and cover their costs as well. So uh, definitely some strategies there. We're seeing those seller concessions much, much more than we did two, yeah. three years ago where they were pretty rare. Uh, how important do you or what are the potential pitfalls of overpricing your listing market? I think we've seen that. That question probably answers itself. What happens if you overprice that home, or what? What are the potentials? Uh, I just, you know, number of showings that you're going to get is going to drop significantly, and days on market is just going to increase. And then, once you are the can on the on the shopping center shelf that's got a lot of dust on the top, uh, even when you do significant price reductions, people still think there must be something wrong with that house. Exactly. Other than yep. just dusting it off, and it's a great deal. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think you make a good point. Uh, when when a house goes back on the market, it is always, why did it go back on the market? What's wrong with it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I do recommend also, if you're out there, if you're thinking about purchasing a home, or maybe you're a real estate agent that would like to find some creative ways to help your buyers and sellers to uh, to work through their transactions. Um, there are several programs out there. Um, I know that at Citywide Home Loans, we offer a program that allows you to lock in your interest rate today before you've actually found a property and will lock that rate for up to 90 days. Um, that can be nice, especially as we continue to see interest rates kind of creep up on a daily, weekly basis. Uh, it may be a good idea to lock in that interest rate today um, and then go out, find that property, get under contract and move forward. You are listening to the MVP Real Estate and Mortgage Report on ESPN Denver 1600 AM. Check out past episodes on our podcast at denversports.com. For mortgage questions and information, give us a call at 303-921-5747. And if you'd like to get in touch with Mark Eibner, he can be reached at 720-608-2613. And, Mark, it's that time of the day. We've got our hot listings to talk about here. The first one I've got is 
Andrea Maurice with uh, Brokers Guild Real Estate, and this one's located at 1845 Cupright Court in Castle Rock. Uh, beautiful home, great pictures, uh, listed at 925,000, just over 5,500 square feet. It's a four-bed, four-bath home, show-stopping Sapphire Point home with custom upgrades, uh, very close to downtown Castle Rock, shopping, restaurants, a uh, 35-minute drive to Colorado Springs or Denver, so very centrally located. If you'd like some more information on this property, give Andrea a call at 303-870-2689. Uh, Mark, you've got a really good one um, also in the Castle Rock area. You want to talk about that one? Yeah, this is at 6265 Diamond Ridge Parkway. It's in Castle Rock. It's up in Diamond Ridge Estates. Great house. Uh, basically, ba- it's it's a 1.26-acre property that backs to about 140 acres of preserve right in your backyard. So so you uh, basically have about a, almost 150 acres to play around with. Yeah, it's like taking you only have to take care of two acres instead of 142 <laughs> acres. Which is nice. But, I mean, this is uh, it's priced at... Uh, Basically a million seven nine, and also has uh, we've got some great terms on there. This particular house is a two point seven five loan. Uh, if anybody's looking to do either owner carry or even an assumption, it's very significant that uh, pricing between two point seven five and say six seven. and a half seven seven point seven five. Yeah, I think that's where the market yeah. ended yesterday. Yeah, yeah, this is six six thousand plus square foot home uh, with you know literally. Six bedrooms, seven bathrooms, all the finishes that you want, home theater, walk-off basement, uh, in great condition. Looks amazing. Yeah, it's a great house, man. Mark, again, what's your phone number if somebody wants to get in touch with you to talk about that property? Yeah, best number is going to be 720-608-2613. All right, and I got one more here. Kifle Lusigad with Brokers Guild, has a great property at 3620 Niagara Street in Denver, listed at 697000 single-family residence with uh, just over 2,200 square feet. It's a five-bedroom uh, with two bathrooms. Your contemporary oasis awaits in this modern ranch home, highlighted by a striking waterfall island, European-style cabinets, and modern brush gold finishes. This home is a short stroll from... Uh, Martin Luther King Park, Central Park Recreation, really nice location, beautiful home. Give Kifley a call at 720-891-6979. we got a few minutes left here, Mark. Let's uh, continue. What are you looking at there? The 30-year fixed at 7.92%. There we go. Oh, man. So national average, Mark, just pulled up on a – I'm guessing that's a conventional – 30-year fixed-rate mortgage as of right now when we're looking at it as 7.92%. Talk to your lender to get actual rates. Um, but that's roughly where, where the market's at right now. It's it's yeah, just well, about to hit that 8% mark, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, a lot of people just don't realize um, in the last 40 – the average uh, interest rate over the last 50 years is roughly around 7.7%, 7.5%. So for a lot of people, this is normal. I got in the market when rates were 16 17 18%. The first home I ever bought was a 12% start rate on an FHA adjustable rate mortgage. 12% on an ARM start rate. Thank God it never went up from there. <laughs> uh, but, you know, of, of course, back in the 80s, you know, you could buy a house for... What was that, 150? 30, 40, 150 oh. was a... Was a really? 150 grand in Aurora South was a killer house. 
Interesting. Okay. Yeah, so you're 300 grand back then is literally. <laughs> it's like a 3 million home today. Well, a million plus. Jeez. 300 grand Jeez. house back then is easily that today. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Yep. That's crazy. So, yeah, that hopefully provides some perspective, too. I love that stat, Mark. I've heard it before. Over the course of the last 50 years, the average mortgage interest rate is 7.7%. So we're right there right now. We're right at the average. And to your point, I looked this up once. Three months after I was born, so October of uh, 1981, was the highest interest rates ever hit at 18, roughly 18 and a quarter, 18 and a half, something like that. So it's seven something percent. Yes, it is higher than what we've seen over the last decade, let's say. But that is not a bad interest rate. And if interest rates continue to rise, you're going to be happy you bought a house at seven, eight percent versus the potential 10, 11, 12 percent that you could see, you know, if things don't don't get better out there. Mm-hmm. All right, let's talk. A little more about interest rates specifically. Uh, that's the hottest topic right now, Mark. Rates have basically tripled uh, from where we were in the last two or three years. Um, that has a real impact. And in, in, I have said, and I don't know if you would agree with me or not, interest rates have tripled, but we haven't really seen values come down as much as you might think given the lack of demand and in the, in the rise in interest rates. Yeah, not, not at least here in the metro Denver area. If you look at some stats nationwide, uh, there are some people that are, you know, that are seeing those adjustments. 15 percent. Okay. Price reductions. So, okay. You know that's happening. And when you have, at least in the Denver metro area, we've seen uh, values increase on, let's say, an average of roughly 10 percent per year for the last what 10 years, 11 years. Yeah. So eventually, it's going to have to correct itself a little bit, and it seems like it has a little, but maybe not as much as we might have thought. Uh, when rate Rates hit all-time lows, stay there for a while, and then they have to come back up again at some point, which is exactly what we're seeing. The Fed or the federal government made the decision to boost the economy in at least two different ways, including creating money and pumping it into the economy, as well as artificially keeping interest rates low. So I think when you have those kinds of combinations of, of outside factors, you know, creating money, pumping it into an economy, and artificially keeping interest rates low – you're going to get low interest rates, but also on the other side of that is sort of what we're seeing now where you have to now make up the difference. Yeah, I mean, it's ironic that the Fed uh, is, you know, the only way they're going to lower rates is cooling down the economy, making sure people lose jobs, all these types of things. It's just, uh, it's farcical, actually, if you think about it, you know. Uh, When, you know, and a lot of the money, unfortunately, that we've pumped into the system, uh, you know, you can go check, but most of it hasn't went to America or our people or our housing or anything else. That's the sad part. So, I, I mean, I think what that does is it means that those that got in at that time and got those low interest rates in the twos and the threes, and I know because I've talked to clients that are in that position, they don't want to do anything with their, with their mortgage. They don't want to touch their mortgage and do anything. A part of me doesn't blame them, but part of me also is saying, you know, I think people are making – in some cases, irrational decisions based off of their interest rate on their mortgages. Um, I've got a couple of clients that refuse to move, um, even though it kind of makes sense from a familial standpoint, they're going to stay where they are just because of the interest rate. And I kind of get that, but on some degree, yeah, you know, does it make sense to be near your family and to make some, some other decisions? Interest rates are great when they're low, but at the end of the day, 
um, quality of life, you know? Yeah, I mean, people are always going to – there's always going to be death. There's always going to be divorce. There's always going to be job changes. There's always uh, – I mean, all those things are happening. That's part of the real estate industry, people upsizing, downsizing, or right-sizing. Exactly, and that's what we're seeing a lot of, or we were seeing a lot of up until the last probably year or so, and we'll see that again. That'll come back. It's just how long will it come back and and to really start to generate some momentum. You are listening to the MVP Real Estate and Mortgage Report on ESPN Denver 1600. Check out past episodes on our podcast at denversports.com. For mortgage questions and information, give us a call at 303-921-5747. If you would like to get in touch with Mark Eibner, he can be reached at 720-608-2613. Mark, got about three more minutes here. Um, I wanted to, we were talking a little bit before we started the show today about the Broncos. Broncos are in kind of rough shape. This is a sports radio station anyway. Um, But we've got, you know, it's interesting. I was thinking about this the other day. Here in the Denver area and all of Colorado, really, we've got the four major sports here. And so I think you've got that. And it's interesting to see people move here from all over the country and they support their teams. But it also seems like people jump on the bandwagons, too. The Broncos, the Rockies have been tough to to get behind but right. i mean when the avs win a national championship the year before the nuggets win their national championship it gets pretty interesting yeah those are all things uh that you know i guess compared to 20 30 years ago we've just got a lot more going for us international airports and sports teams and things of that nature jobs but the biggest thing right now is going to be jobs yeah uh-huh. cost of living and jobs as far as what's going to attract people to live here yep uh the sporting teams i think are one thing the professional sports teams i think all four have moved here in your since you've been here right since the 80s uh except for baseball uh, hockey broncos were here broncos were here prior to that okay and i think nuggets must have been here too somebody was playing basketball but yeah hockey so you got your hockey hockey and baseball so, which is cool. So you got all four sports here. And then to your point, the international airport, right? The, uh, that, that airport <laughs> out east there is, is like doubled in size since I've been here. And they're, they're in the process of, I think it's a two or $3 billion project that they've yeah. got out there. They got the train running out there. I mean, it's like a small city in a, in a pretty small area out there. And then, you know, if you look at the growth residentially and I guess commercially as well, when you drive out to the airport now, the city is basically expanded itself almost all the way out to the city. There's like new towns out there. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of funny. Stapleton, right? Everybody's yeah. Getting paid, paid money for extra insulation and triple pane windows. Cause they live by an airport and you're right. And now we have people building houses all around the airport. <laughs> all around the airport. I mean, it's, it's crazy exactly when you <laughs> they build all around the airport. You uh, you drive out to the airport and you just look out to the east and to the south to some degree, and there there's just not only just neighborhoods but huge buildings and almost like little small cities that have been built on the way out there. Um, I think I heard a stat recently, and I may get this wrong, that the Denver airport is now. I believe the third largest in the country and the seventh largest in the world. Interesting. Um, but huge. And it, it kind of makes sense, right? Because you're in the middle of the country, so it's an easy stop um, for people going around the country. But it, it's definitely grown a lot in the last 40 years since you've been here. 
You bet. It's. I guess we have moved from a cow town. It's kind of sad sometimes. <laughs> I mean, Parker used to just be a two-lane road out to – I mean, when you see just all the farm – just see all the things that have just taken over the, yeah. the rural areas. Just, I mean, when you used to tell people you lived in Parker or Castle Rock, I'm not kidding you, most people from in the Denver area thought that was – Way the heck out there. Eternity. Like you're crazy to buy a house out there. Yeah. And now, yeah, yeah. Obviously, that Parker area has, has grown tremendously, and so have all those areas, south and east and oh, yeah. north of the city. I mean, what's right. west of the city has always kind of been built up, but southeast and north. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, Brighton, Brighton used to be the same Collins thing. Collins and Longmont. And I think what that means, if you're thinking about purchasing a home, what that means is that if you're willing to look further outside of the major, you know, downtown area of Denver, you're going to find some of those opportunities. Now, if you really want to find an opportunity, you might have to look out in Deer Trail now or Bennett. Um, Some of those areas that are pretty far out there, you might have a little bit more of a commute, but the roadways have also been improved in the infrastructure and everything else. So there's still a lot of opportunities out there. If you're thinking about buying a home, now is still a great time, especially you'll be thanking yourself if rates do get up into the double digits. So if you'd like some more information on buying or selling a home, you can reach Mark at 720-608-2613. Thank you for tuning in to the MVP Real Estate and Mortgage Report. If you have a question about financing for your next home or refinancing a current mortgage, give us a call at 303-921-5747. Don't miss next week's show right here on ESPN Denver, 1600 AM, every Saturday morning at 7. You can find past episodes on our podcast at denversports.com.